0: How many of you guys excited to get into the Word of God today? Awesome. Well, if you haven't been with us, we have been in a series called In Process. Somebody say it with me. In Process. And so we've been in this series, um, In Process, for a couple of weeks now. And basically what it's about is we're, we're toiling with the idea that all of us are in process. That no matter what stage of life we're in, no matter what, how old we are, how young we are, we are all in some type of process. And so we've been kind of just dealing with this, this idea of like, it's not about perfection because a lot of us try to attain, obtain some kind of perfection, but it's about process with God and how we're supposed to allow God to come into our process every single day of our lives and trusting in him and believing in him. And so make sure, I say it all the time, make sure you get on the podcast. Make sure you get on the podcast because Pastor Jason's, um, we have two different podcasts going on, Sandy. And downtown, and so if you're, you're here downtown and you're like, man, I, wanna, I wonder what's happening in Sandy, make sure you get on the podcast. Last, or a couple weeks ago, I just listened to um, Pastor Erica's podcast about pain. Phenomenal message. Phenomenal. So make sure you guys get on there and check these things out. Amen? Amen. So we're going to get right into the word. If you have your Bibles, turn to, with me to Philippians 1, Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. And these are kind of the foundational scriptures for this series. It says this, Philippians 1 through 6. It says, I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you. Somebody shout, in me. me. He who started a good work in you will carry it out unto completion until the day of Christ Jesus. As well, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, 12 through 13, it says this. Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13, it says this. For it is God who is working in you. Somebody shout, in me. It is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. And last but not least, Philippians 3. 12 through 13, it says this, not that I've already reached the goal, this is Paul speaking to the Church of Philippi, not that I've already reached the goal, or am I already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it, because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, that's you and I, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead so today as we continue our series in process i want to speak to you on the subject of the cadence of continuing the cadence of continuing will you pray with me one more time father we thank you lord for your word father we thank you all for this day father we thank you that this is the day that you have made and we'll choose to rejoice and be glad in it father i thank you for every individual that's in this room right now father i pray that as i speak that it will be your word speaking through me Father, I get rid of any anxiety, any fear, any worry that would hinder me from preaching your word. And, Father, I thank you that every life in this room leaves different than the way that they came in. That wisdom and revelation and knowledge will take place in their minds and in their hearts. And that we can know that it's not about perfection, but it's about a process with you. And so, Father, we honor you and we love you in this place. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. So there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse a lot of you, if you guys don't know, I'm a dance teacher and a dance instructor, but there's nothing worse than dancing with somebody that doesn't have rhythm. Nothing worse. Like, there's, there's nothing worse. And I remember going to, to a wedding, this was years back before I got married, and I remember going to this wedding. And, and if you know me, like, if, once the music starts, I'm on it. like, Probably when I was greeting you, when you came in, I'm probably like dancing while I'm greeting you, giving you a hug, doing my thing. But when the moment music comes on, it's like I'm, I'm in it, I'm on it, I'm on the dance floor, the first one. I don't care if anybody's going to dance with me. I will dance by myself. I'm like the party starter. I love just dancing and having a good time. And so I remember going to this wedding years back. And I just got on the dance floor. The DJ started going, ur-ka, ur-ka. I was like, okay, okay. I got it. So I started getting on the dance floor and I just started doing my thing and and just dancing. And then people started coming along and they're like, oh, Andrew's on the dance floor. So the party must start because Andrew's on the dance floor. We're going to get it. And so I started dancing and um, everybody's just dancing around me and whatnot. And then I remember this girl came up to me. I kid you not. This girl came up to me and she was like, hey, you want to partner dance? And I was like, Sure. Like, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, let's do that. And so the next time I was like, when the song comes, because I've, I've been trained in like swinging and ballroom and, and all these different things. And so like I know how to do a little bit of everything. And so she asked me, she's like, when, the, when, the, uh, when a good song comes on, do you want a partner dance? I was like, sure. Yeah, we could do that. I, I love partner dancing. That's going to be awesome. And so the song came on and I kid you not, she started dancing with me and literally the worst, the worst, the worst dancer Ever. Okay. The worst. And so I started dancing. I started, we just started doing our thing. You know, we're doing like the swing dance and I'm going to the right and she's going to the left. I'm like, hello, like you got to go with me. Like we got to do this together. Like this is our thing. You know, we got to dance together. And so we just started dancing and I'm like, man, like I realized in 0.1 second, I'm like, why did this girl ask me to dance? First of all, okay, this is just a free point. If you're at a wedding or anything like that and you ask somebody to dance with you that knows how to dance but you don't really know how to dance, do not ask that person to dance with you, okay? Because then it just ruins the moment. It just ruins everything and it's just not good. So just don't ask the person. You can dance around together, do your thing, do your two-step, whatever you want to do. But don't partner dance. Like literally when somebody asks you to partner dance, I'm like, yeah, she must, she's asked me to partner dance so she must know something. Like, she has to know how to do something. And so I was like, I was super excited. And then the moment we started dancing, I'm like, man, like, it's, it's, she's not good at all. Like, and I was like trying, I'm like, man, I was like, I didn't want to be rude and like stop dancing with her. And I was just like, I kept going. And I'm like, okay, well, by the end of it, I'm like, I'll just let you lead. Like, this is, we're offbeat. Everything is not good, but I'll just let you lead. And I remember just, I remember in that one moment, man, like, like how important rhythm is. Rhythm is so important. Rhythm is important when you're dancing. Rhythm is important when you're you're playing an instrument. Rhythm is very important. And as I started studying for this message, I just remember that one time about about how that girl didn't have any rhythm and how it threw everything off. And a lot of times, that's what we do with God. We're wanting to, to, to be in sync with him, but then we're throwing everything off because we're doing things our own way. So everybody shout number one. First point, a consistent cadence keeps time. A consistent cadence keeps time. Galatians 6 9 says this Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I remember as well growing up with my dad, and my dad was in the military, and so um, he was in the military for years. And I remember growing up being a teenager and, and, um, always like trying to sleep in, being late for school, my alarm goes off and he has to come in and wake me up. And I remember he'd always come in and wake me up. And he'd like Andrew, get up. But then in the military they sing these cadence songs all the time like when they're doing workouts and stuff like that and then he would always like he'd be waking me up and it would be so I just it was, it was so annoying I'm like dad why are you doing this and he'd be like up in the morning to the break of day I don't like it no way and I'm like dad what are you doing I was like why are you singing these songs and I I, I called him I was like like that story came to my mind I called him and asked him like why did you guys sing those songs in the military and he said this singing a cadence while running or marching helps soldiers keep their heads up it helps him take deeper breaths and exhale more forcefully. This increases oxygen to the lungs and gives the body more energy. This in turn makes your unit more healthy and better prepared for the, for the Army physical fitness test. It also helps soldiers stay in time with each other. And when he told me that, I'm like, man, that's, that's, there's power in that. There's power in that. Remaining in time with each other as well as remaining in time with God. See, a lot of us, we want to get, get out of step with God. We want to do our own thing. We want to do our own way. But God says, God says, go this way. And we're like, no, Lord, I want to go this way. God says, do this thing. Go speak to that person and say, oh, Lord, I don't want to speak to that person. I don't want to do that thing. And we're playing this dance with God. It's like a rhythm. We're offbeat with God. But a lot of times we, we, we need to be in step with him. We need to be in step with his time. We need to be in sync with his rhythm. We need to ask him every day, Lord, I'm, I want to be in your time. I want to do your will. I want to be in your purpose. I want to be in your perfect plan. I want to do what you have called me to do. Amen. Come on, I'm preaching better than you guys are amen in this 10 a.m. service. Come on, somebody. So we have to know that, that, that being in, in, in God's timing, it's, it's, there's a cadence. And when we're talking about a the process, there's a cadence and there's a rhythm to everything that God has for our lives. And we have to remain in step with him. If we're going to do the things that he has called us to do, we have to remain in step with him and we have to seek his face and know him. Amen? Amen. So, so point number one, a consistent cadence keeps time. And it's important that we keep time with those around us. And there, there's another story that, that, I just, that I just thought about right now. When Pastor Erica was out in India and we were getting ready to launch this, this, this campus, and I remember her, she would, she would message, she would, she'd be in India, different time zone, different everything. Like, I'm like, and then she would message me and, and she And she's like, oh, you guys need anything? What's going on? What's happening right there? What's, what's happening in your world? What's, you know, you guys need anything? I'm like, this woman is amazing. Like, what? She's working. She's on the other side of the country doing Rahab's rope, doing all these things, ministering to all these women. And then she's still here, present, knowing what's happening in her world. But I love that because that shows me that she was keeping in time. That she could be in a whole different time zone, but she was still keeping in time. She was still keeping to the rhythm of what God has set out for the well, for this campus. Come on, somebody. And so it's, it's, it's imperative that we know that it's important that we keep in time with each other and with God. You know, we're surrounded by people in this room. Half of you guys don't even know each other. But it's important that we stay in sync with each other. Why? Because there's power in that. The more that we stay in sync with each other, the more that we stay in rhythm with each other, the more God breathes on that and says, hey, man, I'm for you. I'm not against you. We got this thing. Let's stay in time together. Let's keep pressing. Let's keep moving forward. Amen? So, one, a consistent cadence keeps time. Everybody shout number two. A consistent cadence remains in sync. A consistent cadence remains in sync. I'm going to have Pastor Seth come up. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says this, and this is a well-known scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Somebody shout all. All. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own understanding, but in all your ways. Somebody shout "All." all. In all of your ways, not some of your ways. Not when you think that you need to acknowledge him. Not when you necessarily want to acknowledge him, but in all of your ways, know him. Know him. I love this. It says in John 14, 17. I love this. One of my favorite scriptures. It says, I know him. I know the spirit of truth. The world doesn't know him or see him or know him, but I know him. So that's what they're referring to in this moment. In all of your ways, know him, and he will make your path straight. He will make your path straight. Staying in sync with God's plan and heart for your life. Continuing is part of the process. Continuing is. The process. A lot of times we miss that. A lot of times we want to go from one step to the next but really continuing and pressing on. I love it. I love Paul because he always talks about pressing onward, pushing past, keep going. He keeps striving. He keeps he's making it his effort to keep going on for what God has for him and so I, I have this, this example. We're going to play some music and so I want you guys to do your best with me, okay? I want you guys to keep in rhythm with me OK, so we're going to play this song. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, the easiest beat to keep in rhythm. So if you can't keep in rhythm with this, God bless you. We'll pray for you. I'll pray that you have rhythm. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and play this song. Ready? Go ahead. <laughs> See you there. If you know how to move, you can move to the right. Go, move. Hey. All right, stop the music. Keep going. All right, now he's going to play something else. Keep going. give yourself a hand give yourself a hand good job good job good job <laughs> the reason why I wanted him to do that is to play in time because you see we all were in time right there was power in that there's power when we're all going doom 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 everybody's in time he's doing his rhythm. he's doing his thing everything's in sync but the moment that he stopped playing the rhythm that we were playing we got off what we got off sync and you see that's the one thing that the enemy wants to get you to do that's the one thing the enemy wants. I'm not saying that Seth is the enemy. But in this example, that's the one thing the enemy wants to get you to do. He plays louder so it distracts you from everything that God has for you. He starts playing some, something totally different. Something totally that's not even where, where you're going. The direction of life where you're supposed to go. Then the enemy comes in. Well, How does the enemy come in? It can come into a form of a relationship that you're not supposed to be in. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching now. I'm, can I be your pastor for a moment? It comes, in, it comes in in a relationship that you're not supposed to be in, or it may come in a form of a job that you're not supposed to take. Even though it pays well, it pays more money, all the benefits are so great, everything's happening in your life, but God's saying, no, I want you to stay faithful right where you're at. I want you to stay faithful right where you're at. Don't take that job, but then we choose to take that job and we go our own way. And then years, weeks, and months, and years later, we're wondering, whoa, 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 we're we're missing, we're we're asking God, man, I haven't heard God's voice in a year. I haven't heard, I haven't haven't gotten the chance to really know him. I don't know him anymore. Why? Because you've chosen to go your own way. And that's the the biggest thing the enemy wants to get you to do. He wants to distract you and deter you from your purpose. He wants to, to get you off track. He doesn't want you to be in sync with God. Why? Because when you're in sync with God, there's power in that. I love that. Have you ever been in a situation where God told you to do something and you went the complete opposite direction? Come on, I've been there. Yes, I've been there. Have you ever heard God and He said you need to forgive that person, but you're like, no, 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 not today, Satan? <laughs> Come on, somebody. You're like, no, 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 that ain't God, that ain't God, that person just hurt me bad, I ain't going to forgive that person. And he says, no, I want you to go up to that person and say the words, I forgive you. Have you ever been in a situation where you, you decided to take that job, like I said earlier, and you knew that it wasn't right? You knew in your heart of hearts that it wasn't right. And then months later, everything's not working out of that job. The manager sucks, the people around you, they don't believe God. They don't believe you have no good Christian friends around you. And then you're just going week in and week out. And it's just like, it's exhausting. And you're trying to do things on your own accord. Why? Because you're not in sync with God. You're not in his timing. You're not in his rhythm. And so it's important that we remain in sync with God. And this is what remaining in cadence and continuing looks like. It looks like staying faithful at the job, even though the people around you drive you crazy. Come on, somebody. It's staying faithful in the place that God has you, even though people around you might drive you crazy. It may look like staying single and not seeking after a relationship. Or trying to make something work. When deep down, you know it's not right. Staying in cadence may look like getting up every morning and trusting God that he is going to provide everything that you need for that day. Come on. That's what staying in cadence looks like. When it says, trust in the Lord. With all of your heart. That means every day when I get up, when you get up, it's like, man, I got to choose to trust him. I got to make a conscious effort to trust in him. When I go and I'm driving to work, I got to make a conscious effort to rely on him and to trust in him. I got to make a conscious effort when I'm trying to make this decision on whether to go here or there. I got to make a conscious effort to trust in him and rely on him. To remain in sync with what he has for your life. And last but not least, everybody shout number three. A consistent cadence stays in motion. A consistent cadence stays in motion. Philippians 3, 12 through 13, it says this. Not that I've already reached the goal or am I already perfect. Thank God that we don't have to be perfect. But I make every effort to take hold of it. Get this, he makes every effort, this is Paul talking to the church of Philippi, he makes every effort to take hold of it, because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, this is one thing Paul continued to do. Every day, he would forget what was behind and reach forward to what is ahead. What does that tell me? It tells me that, that even when he made a mistake yesterday, he pressed onward to God, and he pushed forward, and he's like, man, I'm going to make mistakes, because you know what? The fact of the matter is no one in this room is perfect, right? We're all going to make mistakes, and we're all, we're all going to think that we're following God in some ways, and it's really not, and we learn from those things, that's the beauty of God. That's the beauty of, of, of his love for us. It's like we can, we can learn from these, those things and we can pick ourselves back up and say, man, Lord, I want to get back on sync. I want to get back on the time that you have for me. I want to get back on your rhythm. I want to get back on your purpose and what you have for my life. That's the beauty of it. But like I said earlier, the enemy comes in to break the cadence. He comes in to break the cadence. And I want to share this story. When I moved back here about two years ago, and I started going to the well. And um, I moved back. If you guys don't know my, my, my story, basically I, I've been in ministry for, for years. And, and I was at, at a church out in Columbus, Georgia. And um, we were there. My wife and I were there for four and a half years. And we, it was a church plant. We started from the ground up doing everything. Like we're just, we're in it. We're working full-time jobs, doing that thing. And so we just kept doing it. Four and a half years, four and a half years. And then the moment I moved here and I was like, man, like honestly I was exhausted. I was exhausted with ministry. I was exhausted with ministry of what that looked like. And so when I started to come to the well, I'm like, man, I love the well. It's great. That's awesome. You got good worship, good word. I'll get in there. I'll, I'll sit there. I'll just do my thing. I'll worship. I'll invite people all day long. You know, I was an, I'm, I'm, I'm just an inviter. I love inviting people. I love, love, love having them experience my world and, and experience Jesus. And so I would just invite people all the time and, and do my thing. And then when I moved back here, I was set out to just own a dance studio. Like that was what I was gonna do. I was like, "Man, I'm not gonna do ministry anymore." Like I was like, I, I honestly said to myself, "Oh, you know what? I'll be a super volunteer." I said, "I'll be a super. I'll be there. I will set up. I will tear down. I will do everything you need me to do. I will be there. I'll be at every event. I'll be the first one in the door. I'll be the last one to leave." Lord, just let me be a super volunteer. I literally said that. I'm like, "I'm gonna be a super volunteer." I said that to my wife. I'm like, "Man, we don't have to be on staff. We don't want. We don't, that's fine." Like you know, I literally thought that I was just gonna do dance. Like I was just like, this is my road. I'm going to do this. This studio. I'm going to just like impact my king. The, the I'm going to impact my world for the glory of God. I said that. I'm like, man, I'm just going to win souls in the dance world. I was like, and that's great. And I'm still doing that. But then I remember a specific moment where Pastor Jason and Erica came up to me and they said, man, like you're called for more than just dance. And I had forgotten. I had forgotten that honestly when I was here and I was just going to the well and I was just coming, and I was like, I had forgotten that I was actually called to more. And I love it when when Pastor Jason and Erica really called that out in me because then it challenged me. It challenged me to be like, man, like I am called to more than just dance. I was literally putting myself in a box and just saying, man, this is it. I'm I'm just going to dance. I'll still bring people to church. I'll still do that thing. I'll be the super volunteer. I'll be the best volunteer ever, ever. Like I I will be the one at every single event. I'll be at both campuses. You know what I mean? I'll I'll do both. Man, I'll be there. But then I remember, I'm, I'm like, man, like, it was so good in that moment because I, I remember that I was, I was out of sync with God. Even though around me everything was looking okay. Everything around me was looking okay. The dance studio was growing. People were coming to church. I was enjoying church. I was volunteering a little bit, doing my thing. But then I remember, I'm like, but I'm, I'm out of sync. And then when they, when, they, when they spoke that to me and spoke that to my heart, man, it hit home. It was like, Man. I do need to do more. And, and God really spoke to me in that moment and said, Man, you've been out of sync. Like, you've been on this rhythm, although it was rhythm. I was doing my thing, working at the dance studio, but then God was on this rhythm. And I, and I couldn't hear it because I'm, I'm on my own rhythm. I'm doing my own thing, I'm doing my own way. Saying, Okay, I'm still in rhythm, I'm still bringing people to church. I'm still doing good things, but I'm out of sync. And you see, a lot of us, we may be, you may feel like you're you're doing the right thing. Come on. You may feel like you're doing the right thing, going the right places, but really, it's this. But we have to open up our ears and say, man, Lord, I want to get on your rhythm. I want to get on your time. I want to be in your purpose. I want to be in your plan. Help me to hear what you have. Help me to to go where you want me to go. Show me what you want me to do. Show me the job you want me to take. Show me the spouse you want me to marry. Show me everything that I need. Let me get on your rhythm, and then you're on his rhythm. It's important that we we remain in sync with God. When we're talking about in process, and we're talking about continuing, this is what it looks like. The cadence of continuing. Continuing is the hardest thing to do. Let's be honest. If we're being real with ourselves, continuing is the hardest thing to do. Why? Because we want to give up. When we work out and we keep pushing ourselves, the last thing we want to do is do another rep. But it's in that extra rep that you gain strength. It's in that extra time that you gain strength. And so we have to know that we have to remain in his timing we also have to open up our ears to hear his timing. And I want to challenge you guys today. I'll have the worship team come back up. I want to challenge you guys today. And really evaluate your life and the process that you're in right now. And you may be doing everything fine. You may be actually on the course that God has for you. But I, I would not be a, a great pastor if I didn't challenge you to go home this week, and say, Lord, I want to make sure that I'm on your time. Lord, I want to be doing the things that you want me to do. Even though everything around me seems like it's working out, it's going great, this process of my life is, 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 is panning out very well. But Lord, I, I, I want to do what you have me to do. I want to go where you want me to go. And if, had, if Pastor Jason and Erica didn't challenge me in that moment, that I'm, I'm called to more than just dance, I would not be preaching here and sharing my heart to you this morning, today. But it's because of their faithfulness, and it's because of them bringing the gifts out of me that I'm standing here right now. And so I want to encourage you guys this morning that no matter what you're facing, the process that you might be in, that just to keep pushing, keep pressing forward, keep moving, stay consistent with what God has you to do. Amen? Every single day of your life, And the one question we have to ask ourselves is this, has there been progress in my process? And God spoke this to me as I was preparing this this message. He said, we can sometimes misinterpret cycles for cadence. We can sometimes misinterpret cycles for cadence. If you look at a washing machine, the washing machine is going round and round and round So when you have a cadence, when there's a cadence even to a song or anything like that, there's still a metrodome. It's still a consistent beat that's going on behind. But what changes is the verse to chorus to bridge. But there's still a rhythm. There's still a rhyme. There's still a purpose in it all. And so the question we have to ask ourselves, has there been progress in the process? Because if there hasn't been progress in the process, then I would dare to say that you're probably in a cycle. You're probably in a cycle, and, and God wants you to look up and look out, look around you. That's the beauty of cadence. You get to look around you and say, man, like, I've been in this cycle. I've been doing the same thing over and over and over, because a lot of times we can do the same things over and over and over and be in a cycle, and we can do the same things over and over and over and be in process, there are two different realities. The one, recycle, is you're looking down and everything's going round and round. There's no scenery change. But when you're in a process, there's a scenery change. And when you're in continual, there's a scenery change. So everything changes around you. So that's how you know. That's how you know whether you're in a cycle or whether you're continuing with God. It's you take a moment and look up and say, man, has, has, have I progressed in this area of my life? Have I progressed in my marriage? Have I progressed with being a father or a mother to my children? Have I progressed on the job? Have I progressed in this relationship? And so that's the one question you have to ask yourselves. Has there been progression in the process? And so know that continuing is one of the hardest things that we can do. But I'm here to tell you that if we're faithful with what God has given us, and if we continue to press forward and move forward and keep pushing and keep going further and further and further and continuing every single day. That's why I love when the Apostle Paul says, I fight the good fight of faith. Because it took a fight for him to keep going. I'm sure he wanted to quit countless times, but he said, I fight the good fight of faith. I want to finish my course. I want to finish my race. I want to finish everything that God has set out for me to do in this process of life. I want to do everything that God has told me to do. I want to win souls for the kingdom of God. I want to keep pushing and going further. I want my marriage to be successful. I want my kids to grow up knowing that Jesus loves them and died for them and cares for them. I want to keep going forward. I want to keep moving and progressing in all that God has for me. Come on. Keep moving forward. Fight the good fight of faith. Being a Christian isn't easy. A lot of times we want to think when we come to Christianity that everything is all cherry and roses and good. That's not truth. That's not biblical. It says, In this world, we will have what? Tribulation. We will face some adversity. But it says, Be of good cheer because he's overcome the world. And so he's overcome your situation, whatever you're in right now. He's already overcome it. All you have to do is remain in his goodness. Keep going. Remain continual. Amen? Amen. We can stand to our feet.